Well, the cost of food is top of mind for a lot of Kiwis at the moment, with many of us standing in the supermarket aisles thinking about what we can't afford to buy. So with us now, registered nutritionist Claire Turnbull, with ideas on what we can eat on a low budget. Claire, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you very much for having me. All right, well, let's go to it. Meat, dairy, eggs getting pretty expensive. So what ideas have you got for making nutritious meals for less? Yeah, it is really challenging, and I just want to acknowledge that, first of all. I know how hard it is when you're standing in those supermarket aisles trying to trying to decide what to do. But um, a lot of it is about reframing what we think of as normal meals, you know, and unfortunately, the kind of meat and two veg type style of food, um, you know, good old cheese sandwich, um, even eggs now are obviously very expensive. So um, it's just looking at new ways. I mean, breakfast wise, I, you know, I'm such a big fan of oats, you know, uh, 25 cents for half a cup. And I think, you know, even breakfast cereals now, you know, they can get really expensive per box so it's going back to the porridge I make a soaked oats with some raisins and and milk in it Um, and it's a good time to use a very stale bread and dip it in some egg and make yourself good old eggy bread for breakfast kind of Mm. using a lot of those leftovers Um, I mean what do you what do you have for breakfast what's your what's your (laughs) go-to I'm an interesting one because I worked (laughs) I worked early for many many years on on radio breakfast time and so on so I didn't actually eat before breakfast now you'll probably slap me over the wrist with something by saying I didn't eat but I found it played havoc with my voice if I if I did eat I had something to eat later um, I was pretty bad I didn't have uh, much of a cooked breakfast at all so you don't necessarily want to know what I had sort of early morning tea <laughs> and so on by the time I came off here but you know I like things like you know like you say the French toast for example with with stale bread and dipped in egg um, I'm getting pretty good at that really I even things like buns or french bread you know you cut it into little slices if the french bread's a little stale well that's fine i i love that and i do love oats and porridge that sounds delicious claire yeah, well, and it's just, it, you know, it, it really is so much more affordable than some of the processed breakfast cereals we buy and also so much better for you. And it really is a reminder that there's two sides to the conversation around the cost of food. One is obviously managing what you spend in the supermarket. But the other side of that is also reducing waste because, um, you know, we waste in New Zealand around 157,000 tonnes of food a year, which is worth over $1.2 billion of edible food goes in the bin. And that's often to do with food storage. So as well as managing what you buy, we've got to make sure that when it comes home, that it is actually um, stored correctly. So of the things that you know, can be quite expensive. So if you buy things like in any bag, well, if you can afford to buy any vegetables at the moment that are fresh, you know, often they come in plastic bags, which is unfortunate for many reasons. But, you know, if you get a bag of carrots or you get um, bagged salad or anything like that, it is really important to take it out of the plastic before you put it into the fridge because it basically just almost sweats. And then, oh, you know, everyone's opened the fridge and I had a bag of salad that's gone past its best and it smells absolutely gross. So I, I always, you know, take take anything out of a plastic bag, pop it into the fridge. Um, and what I do with any bagged salads or anything like that is I actually pop a piece of paper towel 
down each side of the bag when I get it home. And that kind of absorbs the moisture and stops it going off. So if you are buying any any of the fresh produce you are you are buying um that's just a tip to to kind of keep it keep it a little bit longer have you have you been using a bit more frozen veg recently a little a little more but even that you know that goes up in price and so on and but you know even frozen peas is still pretty good isn't it Oh, they really are, you know, and, and it's, I have to say, like, you know, I went to the supermarket the other day and for the first time, they've been cleared out, you know, the frozen veggie section is normally pretty packed, but obviously with the demand, that's, you know, also become a challenge. But if you can get your hands on frozen vegetables, it is a really good reminder that they are, you know, nutrition-wise, absolutely fantastic. They are just as good as fresh, so don't feel you're doing yourself any disservice by um, by getting yourself some frozen vegetables. One of the places which you you mentioned at the beginning, you know, which is quite challenging, is the cost of some of the protein-rich foods. You know, so the meat, you know, even chicken is eggs. You know, these things have got really expensive. But there are some really good alternatives in that space. So, you know, if we look at other countries in the world where they they tend to eat less of those animal proteins anyway, you know, like India, for example, they eat an awful lot of lentils, chickpeas, kidney beans, which are incredibly cheap. You know, you can get a whole bag of lentils that would make serve enough for eight people for two dollars and you can get a can of chickpeas butter beans kidney beans something like that for about a dollar fifty which you can make as the base of a soup as the base of a casserole as the base of a of a curry you know there are a million different things that you can do with pulses so um that's definitely something to try also mussels if you can get hold of them are you a mussels fan no i'm not a seafood fan at all apart from smoked salmon the what they we used oh, to yeah. call locks yeah locks locks and bagels oh delicious <laughs> um yeah i'm absolutely definitely a smoked salmon uh, smoked salmon fan but the for, for those of you listening that are fan a fan of mussels because you kind of People tend to fit into one camp or the other, don't they? You know, either they like them or they hate them. But they are really affordable, you know, extremely affordable and really, really nutritious and often something in the supermarket that you just kind of walk past and don't think about. But it's a couple of dollars for um, for, for a serving. And, you know, if you get 10 mussels, which would be quite a lot for one person, but for 10 mussels, they've got the same amount of protein as three eggs packed with omega-3 which is good for your brain iodine which is good for your thyroid selenium which we're often short on in new zealand because of our soils zinc iron honestly it literally goes on there's such a good source of nutrition so if you are a seafood fan and you're trying to you know you're passing out at the cost of red meat and chicken then um mussels is a really good option the other thing which is definitely new for for a lot of people is tofu so are you a tofu person have you tried uh, tofu? no i'm i'm very conservative no i haven't tried it i'm terrible i'm a you know meat and two veg <laughs> and po- mashed potatoes and gravy that that would be my oh. ideal that's terrible isn't it oh uh, no well it's not it, that, you know if that if that's what you know you you're you're, you're used to and that's and that is the reality for a lot of people in new zealand but this is what we're used to and actually shifting away from that feels quite uncomfortable but you know when times get tough and money gets short you know it's actually 
for some people, this is an opportunity to explore a little bit. I mean, I've worked in nutrition for 20 years, and I have to say, it's only in the last year that I've really accepted the fact I really need to learn to like tofu because it is nutritionally so good. It has got all the same amino acids that animal proteins have. So it's kind of equivalent to animal protein in terms of how good it is for you, if that makes sense. Um, it's just so cheap. And it's the, the, the main thing is the way that you cook it. So, you know, I've had it so many times and just been like, this is bland, rubbery. Ugh. But I've learned that if you um, break it up and you get the water out with some paper towel and cover it in corn flour and kind of either fry it or bake it in the oven with spices and herbs and or put it in a sauce it's actually really good and it's you know it's like a third of the price probably even less than chicken and um it's just opening your eyes to new opportunities if you really are struggling because desperate times cause be desperate desperate measures right <laughs> are there better um, ways for example of sorry claire are there better ways right. of of preparing and and cooking the food for example the microwave, some people say, oh, putting it in the microwave just kills off everything and gets rid of everything, as opposed to, say, boiling it in a bag or, or slow cooking or, or whatever. What sort of recommendations there? It's a really good question. So, I mean, the best thing, like steaming, when it comes to vegetables, you know, steaming is a really good option with a lot of vegetables because you're reducing the contact with water. But actually, there are cases where some vegetables actually like tomatoes, for example, where some of the nutrients in the tomatoes are actually more available to your body, more easily absorbed by your body because they are cooked. So it is something that people, I think, what I say worry a bit too much about sometimes a little bit yes you know it's what it's it's the bulk of what we're putting in our body most of the time that matters one of the key things that's actually really important is how much we chew our food because your body can only absorb what you properly chew if that makes sense right so you don't have teeth beyond your your mouth um and a lot of people worry so much about things that when they don't when they sit down they eat their food really quickly and they actually you're not going to get the best absorption from you from the, the food that you're eating anyway so chewing is definitely something to um to consider in that space and you know when it comes to trying to get the best from your best bang for your buck buck best organizing you know planning your meals is really important particularly if you're a person um that has a lot of things going on a lot of social social occasions or you're out and about quite a lot or um or you want to use leftovers a little bit more having a good plan can help you work work around that and um you know checking out the the price of specials and being aware of that before you go can can help you get across those things but it's it's a there's, there's all sorts of different layers to trying to save food save sorry save money when you're when you're shopping for food um, I mean, have you had to chat? Have you had to change the way that you shop? I'm cautious. Yeah, I mean, mm. you sort of look, and I'm the sort of person. I'm one of these people that the supermarkets hate. I look in the deli, <laughs> and you go to the deli, and it's got certain specials on certain <laughs> items. I make sure that the price is exactly what they say. More often than not, they they charge you a different price, and I'm mm. sorry, that's not what it says. Sort of things. So I've got to be very careful speaking of prices one texter has written to say tofu in supermarkets is more expensive per kilo than meat on special hmm. 
Well, it depends what, what tofu you're buying. If you go to an Asian supermarket, I can absolutely guarantee you can get a big block of tofu for a couple of dollars. So um, it depends on the type that you're that you're buying. Um, there's all sorts of different types, but you know you can get a, a block of um, equivalent weight. Um, you know, I, I've never. It depends what it depends what meat you're talking about on the quality or cheapness of the meat. But compared to you like a standard mince or anything or chicken, um, you know, tofu tends to be much more affordable, particularly depending on where you buy it from. And, you know, different brands go on special at different at different times, don't they? So I tend to be, I'm definitely a special shopper. (laughs) I tend to always go for specials and also, you know, definitely gravitating back towards home brands. There's some great home brand products in New Zealand and and to be honest most of them are made by the same companies that make the other ones because New Zealand's such a small country <laughs> there's only so many food manufacturers for some of these these things so often these things are made in the same factory by the same people with a slightly different twist so um yeah definitely want to embrace home brands Dai says lentils kids are going to say yuck disguised in meat some kids will just pick out the chickpeas don't tell them yeah, no, I know. Well, I've got two kids. My kids are five and eight. Um, red lentils disappear into nothing. So every time I make a mince dish, um, it is basically I use two onions, two carrots, which I put in the food processor. So you think it basically goes to the same size as mince. Um you know, so it kind of blends in. And and then I cook up some red lentils and put those in. Or I use brown lentils, canned brown lentils, if I'm kind of short on time and and rinse those. But, you know, as I say to my kids these days, I'm like, this is what's for dinner. I think one of the challenges these days is that so many kids are used to being allowed to be fussy. And don't get me wrong, (laughs) um, I was a fussy child. I've dealt with that. But I do, you know, when I was a child, this is what your dinner was. And there was nothing else. And unfortunately, you know, many of my friends, many of the people that I work with, you know, will make multiple different dinners for their for their, their children. And for my children, this is dinner. I say this is this is dinner. There is there is absolutely nothing else. And if you choose to go to bed with no food, that's fine. Like I'm not going to force you to eat. I'm not going to coax you to eat. Um, this is what there is. There is nothing else. They have to finish their lunch boxes when they get home from school. Uh, we don't waste food. It doesn't mean you have to, I will never force them to eat food. That's a completely different conversation. But, you know, this is what the food is. And unfortunately, what happens these days a lot with children is if they learn that if they keep complaining that they'll get something else, well, they're going to keep complaining until they get something else. And, um you know, anyone that's got kids or grandchildren will know the situation. Oh, yes. Kids can be persistent if they want what they want. <laughs> Talked a lot about oats and mussels and eggs, tofu, even frozen peas being good and full of protein. So why is protein so important in a meal, Claire? So protein is is, is very important to help you feel satisfied so one of the things that we we understand is that if you don't have enough protein in your meal it's much more likely that you will overeat other things right so if you have if you're not got enough of the the filling stuff it's really easy to eat an entire plate of pasta and then want a lamington and a couple of biscuits with your cup of tea afterwards right so that's one important thing that it helps regulate the amount that you eat but it's also important for your body's repair process and as we get older um 
it you know it, it can be easy when you're more sedentary to gain weight um and when you're when you're having enough protein rich foods it can help kind of combat that in because it keeps you feeling fuller without having to kind of nibble and pick on other things so um it is something that i see is a challenge mostly at breakfast and lunch so a lot of people will find you know the standard kind of meat meat and two veg type dinner you know easy to get protein but at breakfast and at lunch is often where people fall short on protein so at breakfast you know if you can afford eggs if you get eggs um you know eggs are a really good thing to be having for breakfast you don't need to limit the number of eggs that you are having anymore unless you have heart disease so that the kind of a advice and guidance on that has changed now we understand more about eggs so eggs are something you know feel free to have more eggs if you enjoy them um and and then for some people if you if you're normally a person that has a bowl of cereal and then feels hungry half an hour later um or muesli i would have like some yogurt about three quarters of a cup of yogurt half a cup three quarters of a, cup, a decent amount of yogurt right and then put the muesli as a sprinkle with a bit of fruit so kind of flip the protein and carbohydrate round so you're having more protein um and that will help you feel fuller for longer because it's it's those meals and and at lunch where people often have you know a slim a thin slice of cheese in a sandwich you'd be you'd be better to put have you know more of a decent can of tuna or something or a couple of eggs mashed in a sandwich to make you feel fuller because it's really easy to pick a nibble are you a nibbler are you a person that um picks the nibbles or are you kind of a square meal man no i'm a nibbler yes i'll go and oh, i have no. a bit of that a bit of that a bit of that yeah mm. yeah I'm, we're all different we're all different yes, it depends very... what you're nibbling on i suppose <laughs> <laughs> now, talking about buying cheaper food yes alongside doing that um some good tips for making it last the week you've given us one or two already but what other tips have you got for us claire so the, the way that you store your food, as I was talking about before, is really important. So um, one thing is to keep your potatoes and onions separate. So they, if you keep them together, I know they both like the dark, but they will make each other sprout and go off quicker. So that's a good mm. idea to keep them away. Keep your bananas away from other fruit. So um, they produce something called ethylene. Well, actually quite a lot of fruits produce ethylene and they basically ripen each other. So... I keep my bananas like in a separate area of my pantry to the rest of my fruit. I don't hang them over the apples because then they make them go all soft and revolting. Apples will last eight times longer in the fridge. So what I do with most of my fruit is I will, you know, if I, I actually quite like eating apples cold, but if you don't, you know, get three apples out or have many suits, you know, your household and put the rest in the fridge and then get a couple out um, rather than putting them all in the fruit bowl. And then particularly in New Zealand, you know, it's so warm here. It's so humid in the North Island um, in so many places. Putting things in the fridge is, is a good idea. But my best tip is for your vegetables that go a little bit limp and past it and you know like broccolis when they go floppy and and you're like oh this is revolting i can't eat this it's horrible or a cauliflower that kind of goes soft or a lettuce that is wilting anything that's got that that can basically reabsorb water um you can bring back to life so with a broccoli if you chop just a little bit off the end it's a little bit like flowers to be honest you know mm. chop the end off the stalk put it in a cup of water or for for 20 minutes and it will literally 
come back to life. And the same, a cauliflower will do the same. Um, I mean, we've all seen it work with celery. Everyone knows that works with celery. If you cut celery, you know, floppy celery and you put it in the water, it'll absorb it again. But that works for all sorts of different vegetables. So if you've got an iceberg lettuce that's gone like, oh man, this is you know, this is horrible. Just little, <laughs> trim the little edge, put it in a dish of water magic you'll 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 never believe that your lettuce could come back to life so easily there's a few websites around as well love food hate waste something like that love yes food, that's, hate, a, waste. that's a really yeah. good one and on my website which is claireturnbull.co.nz and my facebook and instagram i've got all sorts of different ideas on saving money and top tips on that you know i was brought up my 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 grandparents were farmers my mum and dad grew up with days when they didn't have any food, you know, and I've been brought up with a, with a very, you know, we don't waste food, um, attitude. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and I kind of share that a lot in, in my work and with my recipes. So, um, yeah, I'm, there's a lot of people in the health and nutrition space that post a lot of things that are very expensive and unrealistic, I find, mm-hmm. but, um, I try to do things that are a bit more practical and realistic based on the budgets that we have to live to these days. A few people writing about tofu. Graham writes, hi, Todd. Uh, tofu might be cheap, but by the time you've added the cost of all the herbs and spices to give it some flavor, you might as well have bought the chicken, <laughs> says Graham. Well, again, that's... I know. It's, 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 it's a slight... Do you know what? It took me 20 years. I'm, I'm completely accepting. Um, I, I used to be a tofu. I used to be in the same camp, I've got to be honest. But I've got to the point where um, a little bit of lemon pepper seasoning, um, if you bake it and then put it in a green in a green curry or a curry sauce, do you know what? It's, it's it, For the cost of it, if you're really wanting to save money, it can work. But it just depends where you're at and how desperate you are. <laughs> But it's just something, you know, we've got to open our eyes to new ways of thinking about things. And um, it's just experimenting with what, what works for you. But there are alternatives out, out there. It's just looking a little bit outside the box sometimes. Steve says, for tofu recipes, try redhousespice.com. Okay. Oh, and yeah. apparently, the sticky black tofu dish from the Plenty Cookbook. Plenty Cookbook. It's what one texter mm, says. It's just, Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, and protein, you, you can make some really sorry. good tofu, tofu, tofu fish cakes as well that you can mm. like. Well, not fish cakes, although the tofu cakes. But I've made them with um, lemon pepper and a bit of. I grow dill, so if you've got any herbs, you know that that's a great thing. You know, if if you haven't got the capacity to have a full vegetable garden, if you're not growing herbs already, I mean that's a place to save money in terms of making um, making food taste good. It's going back to, to be honest, going back to the basics of how. How we used to eat, eating a little bit more simply. It's a lot of the processed and packaged food that's become so expensive and actually isn't that good for us either. Um, and, you know, making use of our freezer, we've got at least these days we have, you know, fridges and freezers, which allow us to kind of store food a little bit more. Um, but it's just, it's it's where your wiggle room is in your, in your home, in your life, with the people that you live with, what they're willing to compromise on. Um, you know, for some people, it'll be the fact they might buy a coffee every day or they might, you know, eat out and that's they need to save money there so that they can actually buy chicken and buy the things that they like at the supermarket. We've all got to compromise somewhere with the cost. Um, I know that for me, you know, eating out is a thing of the past. <laughs> um, I look at the price of sushi now and just think, no, I'm just going to make my own because it used to be, you know, $8 for a packet and now it's twelve fifty. Yeah. So that seems too far <laughs> at the moment 
Um, almonds and other nuts packed with protein as well. That's interesting. Yes, they are. I mean, and nuts are fantastic for you in so many different ways. They, the, the price of them can vary hugely um, depending on where you buy them from and if you get them on special. But they're a fantastic way to get healthy fat, which is good for your brain, um, you know, good for your heart and also an extra way to get protein. And seeds, you know, people, um, we, we talk about nuts a lot, but seeds, you know, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, they are fantastic in in on your breakfast on a salad um st- thrown into you know a stir fry or something that you're cooking definitely something to embrace you know having a little bit more of for uh, a bit of extra fiber as well for your gut health because we all need to be looking after our our insides as well as mm-hmm. our outsides when it comes to um to our well-being and reducing the risk of bowel cancer particularly which is so so horrifically high in this country um so, yeah, keeping those plant foods up, and that's where our lentils and chickpeas come in. If I can convert anyone, I'm like, I've, I've spent the last 10 years of my working life trying to make lentils seem very appealing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know hopefully t- one day. Talked a little bit about preparation and so on, but what other tips do you have on meal planning generally, Claire? I think the main thing is to um, to look at what is going on in your life before you before you write an idea around okay so if you've got somewhere to be um you know if you've got children or grandchildren or pickups or or, you know you you're out and about a little bit um it's really important that you think of something realistic that you can actually cook for dinner so there's some nights where an omelette is going to be more realistic than you know a large cooked meal but when i'm planning meals i always start with dinner so i i I write down what's on in the week um this is in i've got a planner that i that i use that's on my website that you can get um which helps step you through this process but you write what's on for the week then you work out your dinner and then from the dinner you figure out what could I cook a bit extra of that I could use for leftovers the next day for lunch? Because, you know, one of the best things is making the most of one cooking opportunity and bulking it out and then either making twice the amount and freezing it. So I often do that. So at least two or three times a week, I will bulk, I will make double what I need and then I've got a meal for next week or I'll make lunch for the next day. Um, because sometimes, it's, you know, particularly if you bulk by, and just the faff of cooking sometimes it's easier if you make more and then you can just pop it in the freezer um for later and you know if you live on your own or you know if you you don't your appetite isn't that big then that's actually a really good idea to kind of cook once and then you might make four or five meals for yourself and have it on rotation so you don't have to cook all the time <laughs> well claire i know there's so much more to talk about we could be talking for hours about delicious food preparations and so on <laughs> We want to encourage you to look at Claire's website, which is simple, www.clareturnbull, and Claire with an E, correct? Yes, that's right, and and Turnbull with a U. <laughs> Everyone says Turnbull, but it's a U, yeah. C-L-A-I-R-E-T-U-R-N-B-U-L-L, clareturnbull.co.nz, and get some great tips. And we look forward to catching up with you through the year with more tips, more enthusiasm, and maybe getting me on a health kick. (laughs) Let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Claire, thank you so much for your time this evening. Much appreciated. Thank Thank you for having me. Claire Turnbull, registered nutritionist. Yum.